Welcome to the Breakthrough Zone, where lives are transformed one breakthrough at a time. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized coach and author, John Page Burton. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Breakthrough Zone. We are in beautiful Marana, Arizona today at the LTD Media Studios. Super excited uh, for today's guest. This has been the last three episodes. This is the fourth episode, rather, in our Women in Leadership series that we've done for the month of September. I don't know where the month went, but I'm really stoked to be here today. We've got a great guest. Amanda Wiggins is the president and CEO at the Marana, Arizona Chamber of Commerce. She graduated from Florida State University with a degree in public relations. Prior to coming to Arizona, Amanda served as a program director for Leadership Tallahassee. Amanda is a passionate leader and an authentically positive person. We're so stoked to have you in the Breakthrough Zone today. Amanda, welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, John. Yeah, this is exciting. Now, I know that we're coming off. This is we've, we've seen each other. It's the second time we've seen each other now in the last like 12 hours or exactly. something. <laughs> Amanda in the chamber last night threw an amazing event with one of our uh, our chamber members and vice mayor of Marana, uh, John Post, out at uh, the Marana Pumpkin Patch. And gosh, everybody was talking about it. We were still bouncing off the, the walls last night about 11 o'clock going, this was like the best mixer we ever had. Wasn't that awesome? It was. And I'm so grateful and just so excited that we were able to do something like that with great community partners. It was crazy, right? We'd go out there and it was such a beautiful night. The sunset was amazing. And we're all in a train, this little train working our way around the property and I, I got this great picture of these sunflowers and this amazing sunset and the moon was coming out and I, it was just an awesome memory. But so, so we're glad to have you here. You've been on, uh, you've been on the job now a little over a year. Yeah. I started in June, 2021. Yeah. So what, how did you end up coming from Florida to Arizona? Yeah. So I grew up in central Florida, uh, went up to Florida State. Uh, my husband now and I, not husband then, but uh, grew up in the same community, same small town in central um, Florida, went up to Florida State. Um, both of us went there, graduated, um, got married, started our family there. Um, I had a career that I just absolutely loved. I was We stayed in Tallahassee for my job after graduation. I worked, as you said, at Leadership Tallahassee, which was a program of the, the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. So that is where my career started. Even in, in college, I, it was that kind of um, typical story of talent uh, pipeline. I, you know, started as an intern, was hired part time, always while still in college, then hired full time on upon graduation. So uh, stayed there, loved what I did, loved the impact I could make in the community, loved the people I worked with. Um, my son was born in 2018, and um, you know, we just had a life we really loved. At that point, uh, 2020 uh, happened and we started thinking my husband wanted to love his job as much as I loved mine. So we made that uh, decision as a family to move 2,000 miles away um, from family, friends, everything we knew. Wow. Um, and so that's what brought us out here. And that was really um, 
a unique time in my life because um, I was I was the trailing spouse. We moved here. I didn't have a. I was very uh, privileged to not have to get a job right away. Didn't know where I was going to end up, but knew we were coming here for a job. My husband really was looking forward to. So that sort of brought me uh, to a place I hadn't been before, where um, I uh, was able to stay home with my son for a few months. Uh, quickly realized. I needed to find my spot again. And yeah. so um, I had reached out to all the chamber presidents in the region, just said, hey, I'm here. I love this work. I, this is this is my passion. Um, let me know if there's any opportunities you might see for me. Um, the uh, got great responses. Chambers weren't really growing in December 2020, no, right? They weren't. they weren't. They weren't ready to hire on additional staff. So just really worked out that the past president of uh, the Marana Chamber said, hey, I'm, I'm actually going to be leaving. Do you want to try for this position? And I was like, she saw my resume. Like, okay, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah. What better uh, job interview than with a board of directors for a chamber of commerce, right? My goal was I'm going to just convince all ten of these people to hire me for their own companies if, I, if so they don't hire me for with, the chamber. Yeah, right? so you went in with extreme yeah, confidence. Yeah, well, I was like, what? A, <laughs> I needed to get away. I had a, a three year old and I was home with him. No, I think he was two at that point. But I, I say I'm not a teacher mom. I think there is a lot of moms that are that that is what they were made to do. I need a little different. Different, uh, structure in my day where I can go and do my own personal and then I get to come home to my family who I yes. love more than anything in the world but um, I knew I needed that yeah. so um, I was I and then I'm telling you it, it was such a special time in my life um, going through that interview process um, telling myself I, I was qualified and capable and more than uh, you know um, able to do this. I had an incredible interview experience. All I'm saying 10. I think that's about how many it was. But all of them, I'll never forget the questions they asked me, the way that I felt in that interview. Um, and I just, I felt like I was home. So yeah, it was a really wow. unique, unique thing. Um, but so here we are. You asked about how we moved from Florida th to here. Um, so it really was for my husband's job. And yeah. so it was a, a moment. And, and I had that a few months, uh, probably six months of being that trade spouse which is a unique unique situation yeah it's it's a lot like the military right where I imagine I'm not as familiar yeah. with that but I imagine yeah. that that is exactly what um, yeah and that's what happens in, in in the military and it's it's very common that people they follow their spouse wherever they go and for a lot of women sadly they never really get an identity or an opportunity to have an identity outside of trailing spouse, you know, stay at home mom. And so you go through this interview, your confidence is your, your philosophy going in sounds like is, Hey, if I don't get the chamber, you know, job, I'm, there's 10 other business owners here. Right. Maybe one of them will hire me. Right. So, yeah. so you're kind of going in with that kind of mindset and yeah. I, I do a lot of coaching and mindset. So you, you, you have a great mindset to go in there because you don't know, but you know, if you don't try, so you find out you get the job. And you've never led a chamber before, so now it's a whole new experience, and you're coming off the heels of a long time. Uh, the person that you know preceded you was just here for a very short time, but you came from someone who, or in in, in the line of someone who was kind of a Marana legend and just an all around great guy. I met him just a couple times, but he was a really good man, and so you come in and. You're here, we're halfway at that point, what, halfway through the pandemic. So now you come into a leadership role 
in a pandemic, which for the folks at home, in case you didn't know this, <laughs> we hadn't had one before, right? So everybody is kind of learning as they grow. You now have a, also are pregnant with yeah, so a little one, right? Yeah, so um, yes, I uh, the legacy of Ed Stolmaker is is deep in our community, deep in our chamber. Um, longtime president and CEO of the Marana Chamber of Commerce. Um, I did not have the honor of meeting him. Um, kind of right in that transition time was the time that he had passed, um, but have met his family and we've really tried to honor his legacy and sure. all that we do. But yeah, it was a unique time. I I found out I was pregnant with my second child, uh, probably my second day. On on the new job. Um, so wow. it was very unique in the sense that... <laughs> oh, by that, the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was very unique in the sense that, yeah, I'm, I'm coming in, starting, and then I'm thinking in my mind all these new things. Um, you know, there's, there's a long... Um, the two other employees at that time had been there 15 and five years. So there was a lot of longstanding... Um, uh, people around me that that you know had had three I would be their third president CEO so that's that's a unique in a very short period in time. a very like short in a five-year period in a five-year period yeah, right yeah, so wow. that's that's very unique so I I knew that um and then at the same time, so that was kind of the professional side. Then my personal side was, okay, those incredible people that hired me and I had a great interview and probably about uh, eight weeks, I'm going to have to tell them some news uh, that's going to change things and, and just, you know, uh, be different than they were probably expecting. But uh, so that was going on in the back of my mind on top of living in a new community. And um, so how were they? How were they? When you, when you brought that to their attention, obviously... Yeah, I, I'm just, I mean, so incredibly excited that we together, my, my board of directors and, and me, had the opportunity to um, implement a parental leave policy for the Marana yeah, Chamber of Commerce. And I've had other chambers reach out, um, and they're modeling that. And I think that our, um, it was it was awkward. I'm not, because I was writing a policy that was for myself, so that made it feel selfish. But then I turned it and thought, this is for an employee that I get to have on my team. That's who I'm creating this for. I had right. to remove it from myself personally because it did feel awkward that I was, you know, writing this. And so um, we did, um, where we ended up landing was uh, just a policy I'm really proud of, really, really proud of. And I think that um, as a chamber of commerce, we are a business association. We serve our business community. And I think we need to model the best business practices. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's one of them. So, yeah, it was a unique time coming in and something that I'm just, you know, it's always going to be a part of my story that I, you know, I, I hope I remember as vividly yeah. um, as as I do right now, as I, you know, as as the years go on. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we had I had a guest on Diana Charbonneau, who yes. you know as well, and, and a great, you know, young up up and coming leader in, in Tucson and in the area. And we talked about that, like, you know, bosses that, you know, they have these really hardcore you know, policies about, you know, you know, maternal leave and, and your expectations are to get right back on the job. And then an interesting thing happens one day they get pregnant and they find themselves now they're dealing with that, right? They're experiencing that rather. So all of a sudden it's interesting to see how those things change because they realize, which leads into my next thought here, which leads into, I, I like to call them mom leaders, 
in, mm. in this leadership month, I've had, you know, my wife started off on this, on this journey and she was a mom leader. She was a single mom raising two boys. And, uh, this was, this was years ago. And then my guest last week was a little bit ahead of my wife. And so we followed this, this path of how things have, have evolved and changed. And yet, how much have they really evolved and changed? And so when I was talking with Diana, she was talking about, you know, when she found out she was pregnant, she immediately started calling every female CEO in town that was a mom to start picking their brain, to start finding out how, how do you do this? How do you balance? Because, you know, the, the, the rules at the time are, well, you're expected, you have three weeks and that's mandatory and we have to do that, but then you need to be back here. But then all of a sudden when something changes and it happens to you, then you start to really see. So I thought it was interesting. You said, you know, as I was writing this policy, I felt like it was kind of selfish, except I'm writing this for every mom that comes after me, at least that works in the chamber capacity. And hopefully this will, you know, transcend into another other areas of business. So that was a great way to frame that because it went from being selfish to being of service. Yeah, absolutely. I like the way you said that. So what are some of the biggest challenges? You're a mom leader. I'm just gonna, I don't know if I coined that, but I, we did <laughs> on the breakthrough zone, we coin a lot of stuff. And I like it. Sometimes it gets controversial, but yeah, but as a mom leader, what are some of the biggest challenges you face out there? I like to describe my life. I've got so many moving parts. Yeah. Um, having, so I, I shared, um, that I have a, a four-year-old and I have a seven-month-old and, um, and a partner, my husband, and, and there's so many things that, and then also professional life and, and relationships and friendships and personal things I want to do. And you volunteer. So, and that's the personal side. Yeah. yeah. And so I've got that. And so I feel like there's so many moving parts. And it's a constant, you know, juggle of these moving parts. Things are happening. Um, and so that's just, uh, you know, I don't remember your original question, but that's where I went was just that's yeah. how I feel in my brain sometimes is that they're um, – that is my balance is the moving parts and ensuring that, you know, okay, this child's dropped off, this child's dropped off, I'm picking this one up. Um, and then, you know, my husband, like yesterday, right, I had a an event. And so that adds dynamics to, okay, can you get off early today to, to grab kids? Yeah. And then, um, you know, he's like, yes, I can. Can you take both of them? So then now I'm taking both kids to school instead of the, what we normally do one in one. So it's kind right. of, and then, um, you know, other days that he needs to work late. So I balance that way. So it's just a constant balance and making sure that this life that I'm living is the life I want to live. Um, and that this is, I, when I feel overwhelmed, because we do, right, everything, there's so many things, and especially in, in an organization that's as vital to our community as a chamber of commerce, um, I want everyone to see the value, to see the importance, but I know that it's not the Amanda show. This isn't, this isn't my it's only, not about you. it's not about me, and so that's the piece that um, can get overwhelming sometimes because I take things very personally, um, okay. uh, only, on, only on myself, where I just... I care so much. I care deeply. Right. I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. Empathy is is one always, you know, on the disc assessment, on all those things, always sure. the ones that pop up the You're first. a green. I'm, yes, that's what I am. So that always is, is something in the back of my mind that what better 
position do I have to make this the life I want to live than, than the opportunity I get to lead a chamber, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I see that as um, something that I balance when I get overwhelmed is right. you are here because you want to be here. And this is an opportunity you have that, that I didn't, I never thought I would get, you know, I've, I, this wasn't something, wasn't, oh, that's what I'm going to do, lead a chamber, you know, that wasn't yeah. my, my goal. Um, but here I am and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. And I just constantly remind myself when, when, cause we all get overwhelmed of different mm-hmm. things that, you get to be here, and what better opportunity do you have to make the life that you want, the professional environment that you want for yourself, for your team, than where you're at right now? So yeah, you know it's it's interesting because as I share sometimes, probably seventy at least seventy percent of my clients are female, mm. and which is interesting, and there are reasons for that. But um, what I hear so often is, I just feel like I'm failing. No matter, you know, okay, so I'm having a great day at the chamber, but I didn't get to spend time with my kid. He went to sleep before I got home from, like, mm-hmm. your event last yeah. night. So I, now I'm feeling like, God, that was such a success at the pumpkin patch, but I failed as a mom today. You know, do yeah. you feel that sometimes? That's, I think that's what I was trying to illustrate with those moving parts, right? Yeah. There's so many buckets that are moving, and, and it's a balance. And I've got to, um, you know, understand which one I'm paying the most attention to in that moment. But it's always uh, – so, for instance, I when I had my second son, I really started to think about the amount of time that these precious children are spending – in, in care of somebody else. Yeah, and so yeah. at school or in a daycare environment. And so I really um, wasn't So how do you reconcile that? Yeah. So for me, um, I when I was finding, we found an in-home home daycare for, for the baby. Um, I, I just said I want to do care until uh, 2.30. And so I pick him up, um, you know, before three every day. Uh, sometimes I'll bring him back to the office with me. Sometimes I'll just go straight and pick up my four-year-old. Sometimes the four-year-old tells me I picked him up too early because he wanted to go to the playground. So that's a little ah, hard, right? Yeah, when you're yeah. like, oh, but this is, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, give you time with your, your mom. And he's like, no, mom, I love school. So it's a good, good that's thing. Good but at the same time, you're kind of like, man, come on, dude. Right? <laughs> we can, we're hanging out. Yeah. Oh, help me out yeah. here yeah this is us uh, time. <laughs> the baby's still always very glad to see me so that's that's wonderful but yeah so I, I intentionally did that right and that's sort of what I mean um, I want to always uh, lead a team that um, is empowered to do things like that so I, I try to you know tell our staff work from home when you want to you know I, I we do we're a small team so there's a lot of value when we're all in the same space together and feel each other's energy um, but I want them to to have that flexibility um, as as needed for for their lives, and so that's what I mean by what better opportunity. I remind myself of that conf- constantly uh, than the one I have right now to create the environment I want for myself and um, that my team can flourish and they they want. So um, yeah, so I just did that. I, I pick my uh, you know, and I just don't do meetings unless you know people. Sometimes I don't want the baby to be in the meeting, you know, because right, it adds right. another dynamic. But um, <laughs> that so I just make meetings earlier than than that two thirty mark. And yeah. um, if it's got to happen, I just let people know that you know theater will be there with us. And most people, most people are going to be cool with that. They're gonna 
They understand that, right? Yeah, if you've been a parent, community, you understand gosh, that. Yeah. they, I just, I, if, I hope you all are listening because I love you so much, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> and Miranda, the business owners, the, you know, our leadership in this community are just so wonderful. And I can't go anywhere without people asking me about my babies, right. which is a really cool thing. Um, and I feel very supported that way. Yes. Um, but on my, you know, the flip side of that is, um, I I went through so many different uh, levels of emotion through that, right? Because I wanted to be known for myself individually, but I also, my kids are a huge part of that. So, I mean, it's John where it's too funny because I'll go into... Oh, just so for instance, I'd have a meeting and, and there was a time there and in my parental leave policy that that uh, I with a team was able to implement. So there's six weeks of, of paid leave off and then six weeks of increased flexibility. Right. So hmm. um, six nice. weeks. So essentially 12 weeks um, that you are. 200% supported in whatever you need. So uh, for me personally, I took the six weeks um, and, and was with my family. And then I took six weeks uh, after that and Theodore came to work with me every day. So that's um, what that dynamic was like for us. And uh, I would go through, okay, I've got this meeting. Do I want to wear him? And if you're not familiar, that's like a wrap that you put sure. the baby on the front sure. of you. And Or do I want to have him in a stroller? And so I would go through all these, you know, so on top of, right, having meetings, preparing for meetings, making sure you show up your best self professionally, I would think, okay, which position do I want this, this baby to be in? Because sure. different ones felt differently. So um, the baby on me was very, uh, very, personal and you know he would be there every moment in in the middle of my meeting um uh, a stroller if he was sleeping i could kind of put it off to the side but it was bulkier and bigger so it was just right. so many things you right. don't think about that my and i yet went down you lead through this because you have to yeah I, I noticed recently i picked up a magazine uh tucson business magazine and i noticed that you were in the i think it was 22 to leaders emerging leaders yeah and i thought well, next generation leaders next generation or, yeah, leaders tucson magazine yeah and mm -hmm. i thought that's pretty awesome that you've only been here a little over a year and you're already being recognized for being a top 22 emerging leaders people to watch how do you think that came about in such a short time I and mean, what are your thoughts on that you're, you're obviously doing some things that are really working and doing really well at I mean, I was really honored by that. Thank you so much um, for for mentioning that. I, you know, it's one of those things again that while I get to do this and and I I feel so grateful, especially this community in, in Southern Arizona. But um, to answer your question, um, I have my experience uh, prior to this we shared was leadership Tallahassee, and that. I could speak forever about the impact that program had on my life. So it's a uh, community leadership program. They are um, around all most most communities all over the country, all over the, the world, uh, internationally. And so um, one here, Greater Tucson Leadership, would, would be that equivalent to what I had the opportunity to um, be impacted by in Tallahassee. So Leadership Tallahassee and my executive director, Barbara Boone, um, empowered me in so many ways from, you know, a graduate of the university coming in to becoming a young professional, um, you know, under her leadership, I um, 
did a lot of incredible things professionally. Um, and then in addition to got married, had my first child, um, worked with her on my leave policy for that. So I received the most incredible model of community leadership and um leadership in an organization, the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce as well, um, had so much impact on my life, the team there. And so I just, um, it's hard for me to answer that. You said, you know, how, how did that come to be that great recognition? And I, I just really think it's because I had incredible people who showed me. And m- every day I try to model um, the way they made me feel, the way that they impacted the community. And I just believe that that gets noticed when you are authentic and genuine and you try to show up and it's bigger than yourself. You step in your power mm. is what happens. You step into your your beingness, who you are. Mm. And I often share this with clients, the secret to success in life. And I had the privilege of mentoring uh, someone through the greater you know, mm. yeah. Tucson leadership. And we had this conversation the other day. It's really simple. People who just show up, they're consistent, they're willing to do the extra, mm-hmm. they're willing to go to solution, they don't stay in the problem, they're willing to go to solution. My wife is probably better that th- than anyone I've known at wow. going to going, yeah. oh, we've got a problem here. Okay, we've acknowledged everything, oh, great, now let's go to solution. And, yeah. and just, it's instinctively. But I think if you show up and you care and you're genuine, you're authentic, everybody spots a phony, it's easy to do, right? Yeah. And so I would think that would be, be be huge for you. So mentorship, this this uh, mm-hmm. Barbara was a Barbara. Barbara, yeah. So Barbara, tell me about Barbara. I mean, so she's obviously a mentor in your life, and I want to talk about. We'll just go right into that question, which is, you know, there are going to be a lot of young professionals. There are going to be a lot of older professionals. How important is mentorship? Obviously, you know, Barbara was a key person in your life. How important is it to find a mentor? Do you just get one? Do you get Yeah, yeah, I've heard this in in your series of podcasts, and I I just agree with every bit of what your other guests have said about the importance of it. The one thing I want to add to that is it doesn't have to be as formal as we think. And I think that's the hiccup that some people get, right? They want to make it this big formal thing. And a lot of times you don't even know it's happening. You just surround yourself by people who fill you and lift you up and show you a way of that you want to to model. I love that. And so I think sometimes it does need to be formal. I think there is incredible mentorship programs that I know you're a part of and and that just makes... And even ours are informal. We meet for lunch. But but it's a structured... But it's a structured Yeah, Yeah. in a a great way. But it's more of a a intentional structured type thing through an organization. Um, I think that when people are are getting hung up over, I can't find a mentor or we don't have enough mentors, um, you don't know you're being a mentor sometimes yeah, and you don't yeah, know you're being yeah. mentored sometimes so i yeah. think that's it it's yeah. and i've heard you say that you just ask just yeah. invite somebody for coffee just invite somebody yeah. for lunch and just pick their brain right that's kind of the the casual way we say right, that is can right. i just pick your brain about some things because we're better together and and i think identifying people that uh you 
that have a light and have intentionality and have behaviors that you want to learn more about, making Absolutely. sure that's who you're getting right. that, uh, you know, energy and that information from is the key there. So and it's that five to seven people. I preach this all the time. The five to seven people you spend the most time with have yeah. the biggest impact on your life. And if you're, if you're running with the wrong people, or the people that are like, yeah, I'm really pulling for you, except on Monday through Thursday. <laughs> you, you need to you need to kick these people. You got to 86 these people out of your life because yeah. your your success is your tribe. It's the people you mm-hmm. spend your time with. And I know that I have mentors who are younger than I am. Mm. Like every time I get with my mentee for lunch, I learn from him. Yeah. And I, you know, Heath. Yes. We both know yeah. Heath. Yeah. Oh, and then another another mutual friend of ours, George Kennedy, is yes. an older leader mm-hmm. who I seek him out and did so much more before the pandemic. But we're back in in that. Um, I love having lunch with him because I two hours later I go, oh what? my gosh, I got to go. Yeah. And but I learned so much. I get a whole different perspective. And and I think that and I have female mentors and I have male mentors and and I don't think that you can have enough mm-hmm. because somebody everybody brings something to the party right yeah exactly so what are some of the biggest leadership lessons you've learned so far let's just let's just take the because we talked about this earlier you come in halfway through the pandemic you find out you're pregnant you're trying to lead in a whole different way meetings are now hybrid they're over here they're over there i was at your in miranda insights the other day and <laughs> we've got some of us are in the room you guys are trying to get the, the guys yes. get the speakers lined up so the laptop can pick them up for the zoom people right yes and this has got to be just a whole different uh a whole different experience for you Gosh, what are some of the is. lessons you've learned it is grace right grace, grace and understanding and just being kind to people yeah. um so yeah the the event you're talking about so we purchased technology right that's going to make our meetings so incredibly hybrid and it's gonna be you know like you're in the room and it worked for three times and we're like we're ready you know this is solid then an update comes out for the software and it's like your camera and your audio are not hooked up and it's like Oh my goodness! You prepare, you do everything you can. You then, then you just work, make it work. So we went back to the basics. That meeting you're talking about, I had a totally just a Zoom session opened on a laptop, making sure it wasn't pointing at a belly button. Right? That right. was my that That's was your my goal, goal there. <laughs> You don't want to see it's Kurt funny spell. how I don't want to see a belly button. I or, you know I don't want to see a shirt button. So anyway, um, yeah. So I think it's grace, and I think it's understanding. Um, our team, we always and and this comes from the excellent leadership of the town of Marana. Uh, our team is striving for excellence continuously. Yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, you know what area it is. Nothing is too small to try to be excellent in. And so um, that's a mentality our team um, has brought to to our chamber. But also, um, we've also understood that it's not always gonna be perfect and that's okay we're learning as we go but i want the people who attend our events that commit to supporting our organization our chamber our business community here in marana i want them to know that our staff is valuing 
every resource, every second that we have um, to move this region forward, this community forward, um, and to support our business community. So um, I want that to be evident from when you park your car at a parking lot to when you leave that event and go back to your car. I just want that to be, you know, plastered over everything that happens at an event of ours or in a communication of ours or in any effort that this chamber is a part of. So, um, Again, I get down a path and I forget your original question. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about you know, leadership lessons Change, learned, but yes, you talked about yes, when you talked I'm about back. grace. Yeah. And mm. I'm going to go back to grace because yeah. grace is like my favorite word, right? Mm. And I've learned grace because, and I'm still impatient. I'm still like, I'm in the disc, I'm red, yellow, but I'm really red. We're the opposite. I like right. it. And I'm trying to convince, I was in, having coffee in a hot tub with my wife this morning and I was trying to convince her that I'm actually like probably more yellow than mm. red. She, no, 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 no. no, no, no you're red. <laughs> so, so, but grace is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your board had to show grace. They said, wow, we just hired a, uh, and she's pregnant already. Mm-hmm. And they had to show grace. And then you have to show your people grace. And, and everybody learned, I think, one of, there were a lot of positives that came out of the pandemic, but I think one of them was that sticks out to me besides grace was flexibility. We, mm-hmm. we have to be, as leaders, um, whether you're male or female, flexibility is really important. And it's probably more important now. I think, I think for some, I, I coined this a couple of weeks ago with somebody. I said, I think it was forced flexibility initially. And then people started to go, wow. This flexibility thing's kind of cool. This mm-hmm. works. I mean, think about how many people I had clients. I remember that I work with a company in New York, and I do a lot of sales training for them. And um, I remember, gosh, I, in, in private coaching calls, I mean, these they were like, "Man, I can't do this. I mean, this home thing—it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. I need the office environment. I need this. I need that. It's not going to work." Fast forward like sixteen—you know, sixteen months later, right? I'll go back to the office. But it's for like three hours on Thursday, <laughs> you know, because all of a sudden yeah. they had flexibility. And then what people started to figure out in the business community was that, wow, so people can actually go on their own without direct supervision and they can be productive. They can get things done. That changed this entire thing. And I think especially for women, all of a sudden they're working from home, but now it's OK to take their lunch hour and run down and maybe do a grocery run or throw some laundry in. And what it did is it freed everybody up for the weekends. And now all of a sudden things they were doing on Saturdays, they now could do things with their family. So I think we all had to become flexible. And and hopefully that flexibility continues because you had to be flexible as a leader. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And that is spot on. Um, the thing I would add is that I think for some of us as well is that the boundaries are really important to set there, especially when we're working from home and doing yes. that and, and ensuring. And that's kind of one of the things I like to just make sure I'm doing is keeping that boundary because this is this is my uh, professional career, my job, I want my team to have that separation. I want them to feel that they can turn off and they can just focus on their their personal just lives. Be, just, just be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that is, you know, we, we've learned this incredible new way of working, this incredible new opportunities, but just to balance that, um, to be able to turn that off, you know, See, women, especially. W- women, women tend to feel a lot, lot more you know, guilty. They mm-hmm. feel guiltier about, 
you know, well, but I feel guilty if I'm, you know, not doing my top tier job. I'm, you know, and they have a harder time of setting boundaries, I think, is where men are conditioned to send boundaries, right? And so women have that. You talked about that, okay? You know, if, if I want to go and be the CEO of the Miranda Chamber at the Pumpkin Patch on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's a balance. Tuesday night. Yeah. Then I'm going to have to agree <laughs> to take both kids to school, <laughs> we right? Gotta, yeah, yeah, we got to balance that. So how did, how, did, how did your, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. I do this once in a while, but... How did your relationship with your husband grow during all of this? How has it grown during all of this? Because you probably rolled out here and you're like, hey, you know, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to do this and this. And then, again, the pandemic hit. And then all of a sudden all all these changes start happening. And how did your relationship grow? Yeah, so we, uh, and and are you talking about over the last few years or specifically since I've been in this? Since you've been in this 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 role role here, yeah. Yeah, and so. Because this is a big deal. This is a big, big role for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think that's something um, that we, exactly what you said, have grown about because the real change was when we had our second son. You know, our first son, it was, he was in a a preschool. We had this balance of uh, dynamic there. It was easy, right? Just one one child in that that flow, um, and then when in my husband's job, he is in a, a role that is not able to work from home. So due to security, different things, he can't work mm-hmm. from home. So that he's got to be on site, and so um, that defaulted me to be that constant person who had more flexibility that way. And so we really had a conversation, and I I shared with him um, how I was feeling because right, we're very different. He He's a engineer, uh, embedded software engineer. So he's his blue. mind works. He's whatever color it means. I'm very logical and I don't understand That's these blue. emotions. That's my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. he was very, very much that way. Uh, an incredible partner um, because he balances me out that way. But I had right. to, we had to have those conversations, and I think that that um, really helped our our family and our relationship. That. I didn't want to constantly feel that it was me who was being overly flexible because I had the flexibility, right? So um, it's a different commitment for him because, I mean, I can work from home, but what does really work from home mean if you've got two kids? You know, does that, right. <laughs> does that mean you can work right. from home or you're just, you know, losing your mind at home? And the parents were working home. from home. They were the daycare. Yeah. They were the school yes. teacher. They were yeah. all these all things. All these things, yeah. And, and I was watching them just like, amazed at yeah. how a lot of my my female clients just instinctively just rode through this yeah it was the guys we were all having these you know not me <laughs> but i mean i've got dogs but yeah. you know it's like but hey. i could, you know i would have been like but, yeah no um we i'm i really feel that we are in a, a good uh we you know everyone's got different kinks in their in their schedules different things that'll pop up but I feel like we're in a really good flow of our life right yeah. now um, and I just really appreciate and value that because and I just this morning when I, I did drop off and I took a breath and I thought wow I get to live this life I'm really really happy so are you good at communicating your needs yeah I think so um communicating right is only as good as the person receiving them so you've got to make sure that that is happening (laughs) so yeah yes I I think so and and I think I've learned to get better at that 
Okay, yeah, because a lot of people can feel guilty. Again, I find yeah. that women feel tend to feel guilty mm-hmm. about saying, you know, I need some space. I need some time mm-hmm. is where a guy goes, hey, I'm going to go play 18. I'll be back in yeah. four hours. Right? I think it might help. I've got a four-year-old that I'm constantly trying to teach to, you know, do you need space right now? Is this what you need? Right, and right. so it's like you've got to remind yourself, do I need space, I need right, space now? right now? Here we yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. So, And I think, I mean, we're all so complex. There's, you, right. you know, we don't yeah. fit into any kind of box. You couldn't yeah. even. So um, I think that is good for me is that I'm trying to teach a four-year-old how to be a good human and I'm reminding myself how to at the same time right I have a guest coming on next week she's uh she's a neuroscientist and, oh. and she's she wrote a book uh, a few years ago um called beyond soccer mom and oh, so it was wow. a really enlightening look at you know how this this whole dynamic and so it's it's kind of like she doesn't really know it but it's like week five of our leadership yeah series. it keeps going it, it, it keeps, keeps going, going. <laughs> but then but then the next week it ends so mm. we, then we have male, i like it male energy in here yes but, but yeah it, it, she talks about it that how you know the 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 responsibilities and the expectations and how you have to learn to manage and i think like i'm not a big believer in and i think when we have expectations we tend to find ourselves being being angry givers. We feel, you know, we feel you know, pissed off. I mean, a lot of the time because we expect and mm. read a great book years ago, Eckhart Tolle, and he talked about preferences, changing expectations into preferences. Mm. Yeah, I prefer things work this way, but if they don't, you know, it was a preference as opposed to I expect this to be this way. And the reason I asked that question about you and your husband was simply because I know with my wife and I, I mean, it's, you know, you say, well, behind every great man is a great woman and stuff. But I think in, in today's world, behind each each person yeah. plays a role. And you really have to be able to communicate not only logistically, but you have to be able to communicate your needs. And you have to be able to say, you know what, I need a break and yeah. be okay with that. And in a lot of women, I was talking, when I was talking with Diana a couple of weeks ago on the show, and she was talking about, you know, just that kind of feeling guilty for saying, hey, I need, I just need a break. But but she's managed to do that, right? And and I know my wife was like that for years. She felt like if I'm, you know, not being everything to Ryan and Derek, then I'm failing. And and we can't do that. We yeah. have to be able to speak up. So what would be some advice that you would give to an up, up and coming um, female leader? There's somebody listening to this probably that's yeah, maybe in graduate school or maybe they're out there right now and they've got the resume in circulation. What would you what advice would you give to that person who's looking to step into a position of leadership? Yeah, I think it would be that you have the power to create the life that you want. To me, um, I would I I really wanted to have a family. That was really important to me. The the professional side was sort of I wanted to have something that fulfilled me professionally. I never wanted to be, you know, in front of something. I never had that um, as as a a goal for myself. And yet here um, you are. Here I am, but uh, no. And you're doing great. Oh, at I appreciate it. that. But uh, to me, it really was creating the the environment I wanted that I could have a family. Um, and I think that's what I would would say is that our, you know, our life is about choices. And, um, you know, if, if you're in a spot that you can take a breath and, and create the life that you want, um, I, I realize not everyone has that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so to do that and, and where you are, um, 
take that that moment and that time if you can and mm. in any in any space that you are you know life is still about choices but um what can you change in in that yeah. moment so i would say that um surround yourself um by people who lift you up and um the other thing the organizations i got involved in when i was in florida um was because of the women I saw and they were the women I wanted to be. So I shared with you, Barbara, um, Laura Rogers is another person, Elizabeth Emanuel. I've got a whole group of women that um, Sue Dick, who led our chamber there, um, who were models for me. And I, I wanted to do things that they did because I wanted to have a life that looked like that. And so um, I did that. And I would say surround yourself by people who lift you up. Um, the other thing is, uh, I think it's really key for women and women who might be like me, who who want to have a family, um, to create the environment that can support you. Um, and so for me, that is a, a spouse, a partner who um, is just uh, my incredible you know person I get to live life with and and raise our family with and um, I would say that was key for me so the policy we created is called the parental leave policy so if I had a male staff member who was having a child that they would have the same um, leave that uh, the female um, if an adoption was happening or if you know any any ch you know change in a, a child was coming into that family um, there's so many words I, I hope someone will reach out to me and ask me for that language I'm just so grateful and proud that our team was able to do that but um, it was a parental leave policy I didn't, I didn't want inclusive. it to feel it is and I didn't want it to feel like um it was, you know, just for a certain, you know, just for women. And then here's the the policy for men, because then you're just saying that it's different. And I'll tell you right now, um, having my husband there, having my, you know, it was just as important and having that balance of who's taken off today because our kid is sick and not having, well, it's going to be me because it's always me. That's a key for our life. And so I would say create that life you want, create if, if it is, you know, a partner and if it is a family, um, you know, be intentional about that. So there are people, you know, people are listening or people are just going to say, yeah, but, but that's good for you because mm -hmm. socioeconomics, mm -hmm. you know, you're making, you know, you're making a good living, your mm -hmm. husband works. What would you, what would you say to the person who is in a tough situation where they're making a decision between childcare and groceries? What, you know, yeah. someone that's in that position, how can we as a society is 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 individuals you as a is a voice in our community because you have established a voice mm -hmm. how do you move to help the yeah diana charbonneau were talking a couple weeks ago and i guess this is where i'm going with this is we were talking about gender inequality right mm -hmm. so and we know that that that's a fact mm -hmm. it's, it's just a fact so how as a leader are you proposing that we move forward so that we can really reach down yeah. and help more people up that don't have that luxury. Yeah. Their employer will fire them. They'll just figure out another reason to do it. John, you don't know this. Um, somebody very, very close to me right now is going through a situation very similar to what you're talking about. I could get really emotional right now thinking about it, but I'm um, just somebody who I just love and admire. And um and I'm trying to support her in this space. And I just get back to thinking about the employer in her situation, right? And so I think for our employers, we have 
everything to gain by giving women and giving mothers time to have their babies and raise families. Yes. Because um, when I think about it, so for her, this for so many, I don't want to be too specific, but um, your employer's not hiring somebody to re- to do your work. They're just making other people do more work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're actually saving money if they're not paying you when you go on leave, right? Because they're not going to pay you, but they're also not bringing somebody on. No. And, the, and I'm not speaking generally because mm. I know every every situation is different. And that just, um, if you think about what six weeks, you've already budgeted to have this employee, you you know, what's this chunk of money? To know you're supported by your employer is worth more money than they could ever give you. Absolutely. To know that, to have that constant um, paycheck while you take six weeks of leave to, you know, bring somebody new into this world to, you know, get your feet back on the ground to have this. And, and that's assuming you just have one child, right? Because right. then there's the other dynamic because if, if you have children that are going to school and all of that. So um, I would, you know, say, gosh, you know, the life that you are living um, is going to be your legacy and, and the things that you are doing uh, to support your family to balance things are are going to be remembered and and even if they're not recognized on a big scale that's that's what a community is is people who do hard things because we yeah. have to um, so I would say that but then the other piece I would say to people who are employers and in the the position I would I mean it's because it's a passion of mine mm-hmm. because I care about women I care about mothers. I think there's two people that you really need to consider having on your team. People with the past server experience, because you, if you've been in that industry, you gain skills and knowledge that is sure. invaluable. And people and, and mothers. Mm-hmm. Because of the complexity, the thing, I mean, you don't even know, John, we were talking about what we've already done this morning. You've talked to people internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten through uh Two bodily fluid incidents, you know, moved through. I've, um, you know, done all these things with the two kids. So the balance that I've done just before this meeting, um, you know, with a a four-year-old and a a seven-month-old is you can't put that on paper and understand the value of that. So I would uh, just say that. Doing a a deep dive. And a few years ago, I was very involved with, for several years, very involved with Arizona Town Hall. And one of the things that we – one of the – areas we really focused on one year was, you know, you know, stronger communities, right? Mm -hmm. Building stronger communities and and to the business owners out there, one of the first ways we can build healthier communities is by these very practices, right? If you have healthy, if you really want to have a healthy community, then you have to take care of the families. You Mm -hmm. have to make sure that because, you know, I'm not going to go into a statistical dive because we're coming up on time. But the reality is, is that communities that struggle, struggle because they don't have support. Support. They don't have support. So as a business owner, you hit the nail on the head. You're not replacing a salary. You're going to get everybody else. You're going to get an hour out of everybody else for the same amount of pay. Let's call it what it is. But what you're doing is you're fostering an environment where that person, and we know for a fact that somebody, I've seen study after study that shows that appreciation feeling appreciated is more important than a pay raise Mm -hmm. so if you're somebody who feels appreciated and we need to do this as a society we can't keep talking about 
how we have all these problems and the inner cities are getting worse and worse. It's because of the pressures. Mm -hmm. You know, you have luxuries that someone else doesn't. You Mm -hmm. know that, right? And so I have privileges that other people don't have just because I'm white (laughs) for no other reason, right? A white male. I mean, I've already got an upper leg so or a hand up. So, So what I think is that we have to get into the business community and really let them know it's time to support this. Don't fight it. Don't make it difficult. It's already difficult enough. Mm. You know, you're doing well and it's still a heck of a chore yeah. to, to get. And all I this don't done. know a lot of people who could go, go six weeks without a paycheck. They can't with the, Most of them can't. So we, if we can spend the kind of money that we fritter away um, on other things, and I'm not going to go political here because we don't do that, but we can certainly come up with a nice pot of money to help, you know, these kind of programs. I mean, mm-hmm. we we talk about early childhood education. Why don't we talk about even before early childhood education by mm-hmm. giving somebody a reasonable amount? Maybe that's 12 weeks. Maybe mm-hmm. that's – I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. I know we need to do better. It's so complex, and there's so many layers to it. And, and being a, a mm-hmm. new mom, there's so many things, you know, from – feeding your baby to child care that are going on at the same time as paying bills, right? And in doing keeping sure. lights on and doing all of that. So sure. it's just so complex. And it I just is. hope that even if you're not a parent, even if your children are grown, that you recognize that and have grace for, um, because this is how our community grows, right? right. Babies have to be born. Right. So, you know, right. someone, you know, it has to happen. And for, we have to support we have the process. To, it's right. a process. We have yeah. to support the process. Um, And so that's society has changed, right? Um, There's generations that um, their mom wasn't in the workplace. That's changed. And so where's the support that has changed because society has changed is what I would what I would want the community to think about. How does the other piece change? Because um, and then there was a generation that their mom was in the workforce, but maybe their grandma wasn't. So for me and my my both all my children's grandparents are in the workforce still. So even if I lived at home, I I wouldn't have that support of a grandparent able to watch my children. I remember my mom took the first she was a school school teacher mm-hmm. but as soon as I was born she took she didn't go back to teaching until I went to kindergarten right mm-hmm. we had that luxury yeah right? but even then school gets off at 2 p.m yeah, right. I don't know a lot of jobs that you can get off at 2 p.m for mm-hmm. you know and there's yeah. you know so it's just very complex, it's and, complex. and I just uh, I think it's an opportunity we have as a as a community um and and yeah it's exciting 30 seconds what 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 advice would you give your 20 year old self all right, 20-year-old, that was college. Um, Let's just say you're coming out of college. What advice? Okay. Looking back on your college senior self. Yeah. Um, I would – I oh, goodness, that's that's a hard one. And you prepared me for that one, John. You said 30 seconds, and I'm counting down. Um, I would just say create the life that you want. Have and, a plan. And, and, and have a plan, but again, like you said, be flexible. Be flexible, be flexible like right? Yeah, yeah. be flexible because that changes. Yeah, because yeah. things change. The best yeah. laid plans change. And I would say continue surrounding yourself with people that lift you up. Ten years from now, where's Amanda Wiggins? Oh, goodness. We just throw these like little You do. It's time. I went this way, then I went that way. Um, I, I hope that I am uh, just – happy, loving my family, uh, you know, impacting the community, making changes that help people, help communities, um, and, and loving my life. 
loving the life I get to live. Yeah, that's awesome. It has been an absolute pleasure having a conversation with you. This is awesome. I've I've been watching you for a while, and I admire you, and you're doing great things, and and you are an authentically positive force for our community. Keep doing that because it's going to make a huge difference. So, everybody, that's it. We're wrapping in the Breakthrough Zone. We'll see you back here next Wednesday morning, and I hope everybody goes out and has a great rest of your week. Be kind, and until we see you next time, take care. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. To learn more about John, visit johnpageburton.com. See you next time in the Breakthrough Zone.